from the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from SQL CFO. Joined with me is Paul Meisner from Freedom Mentoring. We are coming to you from Accountech.live, a accounting event down in Melbourne that we'll feature later on in the show. Paul, what stand are we at? We are at the BGL stand uh, here. Uh, wonderful, wonderful hospitality. Stand, wonderful stand. Down here. It's a wonderful stand. A wonderful stand, absolutely. Right in the heart of it, near the middle. No, How would you describe the foot traffic going past? Uh, it's a little bit thin, I think. It's a little bit thin, unfortunately, <laughs> David. Sam Rotberg and the accountant kick guys. Uh, look, I think it's it, – we, we've seen this change. Um, free tickets we know from trying to get people to attend. It is very hard to get uh, get people here. Who knows what the numbers will come out, but I think just looking at it, it has certainly seemed uh, very thin on the ground, David. But that's not why – We'll talk about it later in the show, Paul. Welcome, welcome back. Uh, Thanks, mate. You've had, uh, had some time off. Tough um, run. Spent, uh, spent my birthday pretty sick in hospital. Good to have you back. Oh, it's so much will, better to be back. I will give you the honour of leading off what have you got for best on ground. couple best on ground from the Trimbeats. Now, about three years ago when Accounting Business Expo started, uh, you and I were involved. They had an advisory board meeting in our office uh, they for did. their first one. And we asked the question, are chartered accountants coming? And they didn't. And for many, many years, chartered accountants didn't bother turning up to any other events. And it had this air of, on the negative side, it's arrogance. And on the the positive side is, well, we're going to spend our member money on our own events for our members. But what happened in those three periods is the whole world opened up. The connectiveness opened up. And we talk so often about how important it is to get to events to build relationships with people. Finally, chartered accountants are at an event. CA are here, head of head of member relations. Lee Whitney's head of, head of member. He's pretty senior. Senior, yeah. He's down on the stall talking to members, oh, getting engaged with the community. T-shirts, phone charges, pens. It was all. It was all happening uh, at the stand. So you, you deride them for wasting member monies, but if it's on t-shirts and swag for you, you're all for it. I'm all for. I'm all <laughs> for a free charger. Absolutely, David. But no, it's I- good. Look, good to see them here. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, uh, let's say that all of them here. They are. Looking at the CPA here. Uh, IPA's uh, IPA behind us as well over Keep there. Keep cups. I know them by their swag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very, and and, and CPA have I Love Accountant cups. So it's, it's all happening. And we've actually got just walking past us uh, Daniel from from uh, Greatsoft, who's just had a huge win. Uh, Dan, congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. Um, Bruce is with me. Bruce is one of the founders of, uh, of Greatsoft in, in, in South Africa. One of the founding partners. And you guys just had a huge win. We spoke about it on the show recently. You uh, signed a large mid-tier firm. Congrats. Yeah, yeah we did. Um, and it's uh, countrywide in Australia. So there's 30 offices. There's about 1,200 seats. And um, you know the implementation starts as early as January. Are you nervous about rolling out 1,200 seats just after summer? Uh, Most of us are mentally not at work back then. So good luck trying to teach them new software. <laughs> I think we've taken 12 months preparation. So in those 12 months, we've, we've trialed it. We've done everything we can. So I think the first of those implementations should work and we're doing it slowly at first, one site and then a couple of sites per month and we'll take it after that. But it looks like we're going to, we've got it waxed, we think, we hope. <laughs> well, congratulations. I'm sure the team at Zero. Was there much localization needed in the software? Like I know, I know that, um, you know, one of the benefits of cloud software these days is 
they're not really being a geographical limit. Yeah. Document management in Poland is yeah. the same as Australia, that sort of thing. Did you have any intricacies or specifications that needed for the local product? I think the most important things were uh, they're a big firm and they were used to doing things in a certain way. Uh, so, for example, the way they addressed their diary style timesheets was different to the way we delivered that either on a mobile app or whichever. So we put that in the software for them. And now that becomes available for all the clients that they can all have diary style timesheets. And we've been, uh, there have been things like that that we've had to address, but it's added value to the product and we've been delighted to do it. You know, we have a client base in 19 countries. We have a, a, a substantial client base and uh, this grows our clients. Our biggest clients, 3,000 seats across, across five or six offices. So we're used to dealing with the big clients. Um, but if they do need localization, we're very glad to bring it into the party. Great to hear. It's like the early days of zero, Paul, when you'd sit there and asking for changes and getting it coded up straight away. Doesn't happen anymore. Well done. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Enjoy. No worries. Um, see, look, it is great to see CA here talking to members. I did get some numbers from them. They signed up six new members just from being there. Wow. Which is actually really impressive. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. No, they said that. They were very excited about that, which no, was good. It's great. You know, it just goes, nothing beats real-world relationships. For all of the digital, all this, we're very active on social media. Nothing beats a real relationship. I was standing at the stand possibly for about five minutes, I think, and uh, I, the number of people I heard going, oh, I love to see my professional body here. So that says it all for me. Uh, I think they got a pretty good deal on the booth as well, just between us and all of our listeners, wondering what their member money is being spent on. I, I think they didn't spend much, which is good. Kind of, it, keeps, it certainly keeps me happy. Uh, David Best on ground for me. i got a couple uh, as I try to find them. Um, uh, interesting, this uh, fallout from WeWork, uh, as I pull up the link here. Just an interesting take in Smart Company uh, on whether or not some commentary around it's time for venture capital to slow down. I think the... We've spoken about these valuations uh, and, and, look, I think we've needed to come to a bit of a tipping point and a little bit of it. We need to see a couple of these happen to take a bit of stock and start to to take these valuations and these so-called success stories with a little bit of a grain of, a grain of salt. So I think that it's good. It's good to sort of see uh, publications like Smart Do you Company. think it's going to happen? Not at all. But, <laughs> but at least starting to call it out and starting to say where were the failures in some of these because we've got to talk david about there was the, the, the staff that may invariably lose their jobs and tenants that may lose their workplace i think it's it's interesting i was told today Noel uh Drefino says that we work in sydney has a golf simulator so there you go i'll say something really funny um i there's a lot of things wrong with we work from the accounting lens um, we've spoken about them in the past. They're EBIT, community-adjusted EBIT, which was just, oh, we want to make a profit, so let's just add back everything that we possibly can, loaded nonsense. Jason Andrews found probably the most ridiculous WeWork accounting stat, and he put it up on his LinkedIn. Uh, this is actually comes out of SoftBank's six-months earnings results. It's a hypothetical illustration of EBITDA. Hypothetical. Literally says it hypothetical. And it's a, like a clear negative trend. It's almost on a 45-degree declining angle. And then it J-curves up and it says, aim to achieve turnaround. This <laughs> is getting serious documents. That, that was the biggest trust us. You know, it'll turn. Like, don't worry. It, it'll, it'll come. And it miraculously ends up back. Uh, serves in- them right if they lose their money following junk like that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, what I can't, I can't even think. I think that was it for me. I think it was a, a sort of 
a, a light is oh, I mean, uh, zero passing two million customers. Congrats, guys. Uh, certainly, she certainly uh, gave the uh, share price a little bit of Red Bull in the morning. Uh, certainly saw an uptick in that. I wonder what the analysts think of Zero's share price. We know what accountants think of it, especially those of us who got in early. I wonder if the analysts think that there's future growth there. Uh, Very interesting, I think. It'll be, uh, anyway, good on them. Uh, A great story. Still Still some sluggish numbers for the US and rest of the world. Uh, UK certainly helped by making tax digital and, and uh, Australia the the darling of the zero global uh, push. Uh, while we're talking about zero, Paul, as I drop my brand new Pixel 4 XL that I just got, which is bloody fantastic, uh, congratulations. You won. You won zero's cloud doyen super guru superstar rock star of the year award cheers from the live crowd we've got here courtesy of matt from account kit account kit matt on twitter if you want to follow congratulations thank you very much mate no i i uh was that humility was that i i i put a lot in i put a lot into to uh the cloud community and to championing cloud, especially amongst small firms. So, no, I, I am uh, very, uh, very happy about that. So, thank you thank you for noticing and passing the note that I – reading the note that I just passed you. You literally just said, please mention that I won the award. I, I might have. That's how this works. <laughs> That's how this works, listeners. I no, think well we can- done, mate. I think you're a deserved winner, and it's great to see people who deserve these things uh, getting recognised. A bunch of other people. BGL won as well. BGL, uh, did you guys win the Zero Award? Yes, we did. We are Practice App of the Year 2019. And according to the AFR, the fifth most innovative company in Australia. Kicking goals over here. 100%. So basically, if you're linked to From the Trenches, it's. I'm they not won because say of us. That was, I'm a, I, I just. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm I'm just, it. I love it. It's the cause and effect rule here. I may have the wrong effect or the wrong cause, but the effect's definitely there. You often have the wrong effect, David. Uh, absolutely. Um, another quick best on ground for me. From the trenches. We have um, – we've spoken about Ryan Reeves on the show before uh, at Ooh. investing underscore city oh, fantastic. on Twitter. He did a massive uh, piece on Costco that we absolutely loved. Uh, following on from that, he's done a breakdown, uh, a full Twitter thread uh, on McDonald's. Now – do you At- call it McDonald's? So does my wife. Instead of McDonald's. Mc- Mc- McDonald's. Haven't you seen Coming to America? Anyway, <laughs> McDowell's. Yeah. Um, anyway, here's a Twitter thread. Very interesting. And someone did uh, paint this uh, point that this was, didn't, didn't we all learn this off the movie called The Founder? But basically highlighting and, and breaking down the numbers in the fact that it doesn't sell burgers, it sells franchises. It's actually a real estate company. Some very interesting numbers there. Uh, link will be in the show notes, but a shout out to Ryan. We do, we do love the, his work. In particular, what I love about this stuff, like getting numbers to tell a story is hard and he does it really well. And, you know, he doesn't just plug the numbers through a, a spotlight report and, and say, well, here's, here's what's going on. He's really thought about what makes this business tick and presented it brilliantly. That's why we like it so much. I do love that he he identifies the drivers. Yeah. You know, he doesn't just talk about the top line or, or what they want to tell you. He actually goes in and understands what the numbers are, which is what accountants love. Anyway, 
David, what do you got for that? Was uh, that was best on ground? Uh, you got any more? No, I do. No, I've got it. I've got it. Is it interesting? I'm putting futurely in my best on ground from the trenches. Now, people talk to me. Futurely is not a company that controversial. I've, I've loved over the last three years. I was one of the first silver partners for Futurely in Australia about five years ago. And in your I, advisory phase. And, and I thought that they were the closest we were getting to a business intelligence and forecasting in one cloud-based app. And worked really closely with them back then. And, and basically, they didn't have the computing power then to do what they wanted to do. But they've got this fancy new UX, which sort of you know, takes a cue out of a social media feed to alert business owners to what's going on in the business. And uh, they sat me down at ZeroCon and showed it to me. I was like, all right, yeah, whatever, I'll just... Whatever, keep putting out emails saying that Excel's dead and then saying that I need a CSV file in the demo that I did. For they have you. been one of the biggest uh, death of compliance they people have. They uh, around. Have. But I heard this rumour a while ago that they were um, starting to focus more and more going direct to the end user and bypassing the accountant. And I saw some evidence of this. Futurely uh, exhibited at Web Summit, a massive, massive, massive 11,000 people conference in Lisbon, I think it was, I saw, and and took their product directly to the end SMA user. I think this is a, a shift. I think this is a major trend for the advisory-based tools who are likely frustrated at the time it's taken to get adoption using the accounting channel who are sick, are sick of barking at accounts saying you need to resell this. And we were talking before, those, those, app, those sort of apps, the apps that help clients, they're different to apps that help us. BGL helps us. Account Kit helps us. FYI Docs helps us. Zero helps us. Uh, these ones really are about the client. And so there's this really interesting question. Once clients start getting this directly, what is the role of the accountant in that relationship? Particularly when, as we know, often the data's wrong. I think, um, firstly, I think the most important thing is that I think it's great that they're finally these sort of solutions have finally realised that they have to they have to be the one to sell the client. They have to if their yeah, product not is, us. if they if they because ultimately the accountants aren't the ones who are going to wear the cost. Like I think this this concept where a lot of the reportings in the end went wrong. Instead of taking the accountant to the client and saying, we'll show the client how to make you look good and then they'll pay for it. They've gone, well, here, accountant, you buy a 10-pack of of our software and hopefully you can sell it to your clients. I think that's wrong. I think you've got to, if they can't, and what they'll find, and this will be interesting because if they can't sell the client, then all of their uh, comments about it was the accountant's problem that we couldn't sell it to clients. Hey, buddy, if you want to go and try to sell it to my clients, go for it because I don't know that it's, I don't know that the need's there. So it'll be very interesting to see how they do. I'm watching, um, uh, well, just, I'm talking about CA Catalyst a lot because I'm just so close to it, but what they're doing, it's just front of mind, that's all. Um, they're focusing first on automate your practice first and then go to the value-add activities in order. And I think so many firms are still so early on the automation of the practice path that it's really hard to, to look at these things to change the client experience, especially while you're still profitable. It's hard to change and, while you're And don't money. have a lot of time. Yeah. You know, I think you, they need to find time to before do small they land, yeah. do that. That was uh, So, hugely best on ground for, for trying geez. something new. Good luck, guys. Absolutely. Now, let's head on to worst on ground. From the trenches. You go first. Sure. Uh, if a double whammy, a double whammy for me, Findex. 
the financial services group hitting it absolutely uh, two times the first absolute one own goal here from own index. goals a couple of well, an interesting own goal and an absolute own goal i'll start with the interesting one uh, afr reporting that findex ceo fights the ato ato over tax on capital gains there was a retrospective change uh 08 i think um around the discounting of gains especially in shares held through a trust won't go into the boring details but i know but you want to i can no, see no, no, that. I, can I, see I did read into it it was quite interesting read for those link will be in the show notes but the thing for me is you know the one thing you don't want to be as the ceo of a group of accountants is defending, is in tr- is defending the tax yeah. from from trying to split you know shares that you sold and claim a discount on millions and millions of uh, of shares when i think it was it was published in the article that his taxable income was was below that of half his junior staff so quite uh, interesting there but the, the rich second, get richer paul yeah absolutely um the second one findex there was an interesting post on uh, on LinkedIn. So Findex had a charity event, uh, internal, I think, grads or emerging leaders or something, that raising money for drought relief. Drought, obviously, a massive problem. How do you think, David? How do you think they celebrated or, or what sort of games or events would have they used to help drought relief? Oh, you know, bales of hay, dry bales of hay maybe, or some of those farm contests. And, and, and while we're on this, though, a shout-out to all the farmers and all the people in outer Sydney who are battling bushfires left, right and centre at the moment. Climate change is real. I think that's a fact. Anyway. But what did Findex do? Findex decided to raise money for drought relief by basically wasting water. They were throwing <laughs> buckets of water on top of staff. I mean, it was just, it was just one of those beautiful, ironic photos posted to social media where you go, I haven't really realised what's in the photo when I'm like, yeah, farmers, like we need to save water while we just go and waste water. It's very, very interesting. It's very much like, you know, we're in our inner city urban bubble. We don't really relate to farmers and we're just going to waste water and raise, I don't know, they raised $20,000. So it's just the irony of this is just horrendous. It looks very bad on social media, uh, that one. Did you have another, did you have any worse on ground? Did you I have- got one. Oh, yeah, I think it's time. From the trenches. We've been sitting here for 30 minutes now. How many people have come up to the BGL stand? It, it is, I can literally swing it's a cap. empty. I do not, I cannot see. I can't see a single punter. I'm struggling to see someone who's not affiliated to a sponsor. Maybe three over there. This This is disappointing, David. I, I, and I'm going to call it. The think- Receipt Bank staff are sitting on the couches. I think this is the easiest day of work they've ever had. I'm just explaining. Nobody's got anyone. Uh, pay rec, my bills doesn't have anyone at the stand. Account kit doesn't have anyone. CPA does. Oh, no, but they're the event organisers. Uh, Castaway doesn't. And uh, it doesn't look like there's anything on in the cinema, in the theatres either. This is no. a This is a very low turn. This, so I, I in, can't believe it. So I'm going to make a call here. On a scale of uh, the most relevant thing being the Western Bulldogs 2016 grand final <laughs> and the most irrelevant thing being the cost of car parking here, this might be the most irrelevant conference on the accounting scene. This, this, if Jace I, from RBK if, Advisory, what do you reckon, uh, mate? Uh, where are we? What's going on here? It's, it's a very empty building at the moment. Just look for excuses to not go to work. It's quite convenient for you. This is the first time I've been here today and I was just hoping to see some people that I knew and I'm stuck with you guys instead, mate. <laughs> We're always a consolation prize. 
<laughs> this I think is I won't say I won't say beginning of the end. I reckon there's going to be some marketing departments. We haven't spoken to a lot of the we'll, we'll speak to the a lot of the add-ons and get uh, a little bit of a post game. See I've what leads to enough. I'm comfortable. We'll with see what call. leads flow out. But geez, I tell you, at fifteen plus grand a pop per stand, the the ROI, David, you're negative negative ROI here. It's mate. It's, it's and you add to that content which. Frankly, half of the sessions were were just someone has to die, I think, or digit disruption, disruption and loathing, and how you got to change your business model. Anyway, if David, as we always and so often say, uh, if you're not paying, you are the product being sold, but not entirely sure yet. Don't know. This it really can't continue in its current form. I don't think. I've got another worst on ground. I'll, I'll move got? it on as long as you're yeah. uh, happy. From the trenches. Um, AFR. Oh, yeah. AFR. Have journalism standards slipped? I don't know. No, they're pretty good, the AFR, usually. They're not bad. Not they just, bad. The, the lists are always questionable. The lists are interesting. The um, 100 largest, oh, the 100 largest, this is the accounting firm list, David, the top 100 accounting firms of 2019. Um, Anyone we know on it? Obviously, we're not sure. I haven't done that much uh, research, David. The I, I think the interesting thing here is talk. we often speak about uh, vanity metrics rather than sanity metrics. This is just top line revenue and revenue growth. The disappointing thing for me, twofold. One is the growth hasn't been split out between um, acquired growth and organic growth, that worries me uh, or just doesn't paint a picture. And then, you know, there's always commentary, David. And, and when, you, when you're writing to a group of accountants, advisory the path to growth for accounting firms. Now, without data on what was organic growth versus what was acquired growth, I don't think you can say. Like, that is just trying to further this, what I call a myth, well, about the future yeah, the, of advisory. The headline is because if you click, you know, you don't even, this is, a, you can read this without having a subscription to the AFR. Um, it Link shows the that show half, half of the surveyed firms nominated business tax and risk advisory as the fastest growing. Like, business tax and tax and risk, that's what they've always done. I want to know the split between the two. And what's really interesting as well, there's an article which obviously took my. Uh, attention as part of the promotion of the top 100 demand for virtual CFOs boosts William Buck, um, and they are talking about what I consider to be virtual CFO work. This, for the, in respect to virtual CFO work, the mid tier have such a massive advantage because they've got the clients, they've got those bigger clients who should be rolling this stuff out. So he notes that it's hard to get uh, talent for it, but even still, he's talking about restructures, M and A, big stuff that you go to big firms for. It's not really the business advisory that helps businesses make more profit stuff in the commentary. But the data's not there, mate, so we don't really know. I, but I just think that if you if you split out growth, uh, acquired growth. Well, every, retail, every, listed company, every retailer, you look at like for like. Always. It's a critical metric for real growth. I, I think it's, I think it's uh, lazy writing just to go to, oh, advisory. Anyway, uh, that was just me. Uh, what else is it? Nothing. That's it for me, mate. We have got in-depth topic this week. Let's just uh, foreshadow it because one of the uh, sort of best and worst on ground, best on us for tipping this years and years ago, Deloitte Private shuttered, wound up. Uh, the big model can't can't uh, compete in the small world, David. That is our in-depth topic, so we won't 
say what you want, but we, we won't go much into it. Listen to the end of. I think you just shut me up. I, I don't think you've ever shut me up. But I got to get going. Right. All right. Go. Done. Yeah. Have Thank a great week, everybody. Cheers. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at Paul Meissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches.